and then I was recording for the ad council, and yeah. Anyways. That, that was that was that was a that was a good ad. I thought you did a good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we're live. Yeah, we're live. Welcome back, guys. It's been a long break, and I'm excited to get this up and running once more. So, this week I'm going to talk about the new album by Camila Cabello. It's called Romance, and I was very much disappointed. I wouldn't say disappointed, but I would say that I think the perspective I have on this album is one that is very much not going to resonate well with a lot of the people who are listening. Would you say dissuaded is a good word? No. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Um, so, Romance by Camila is the follow-up to her last album, her self-titled album, and which essentially is the follow-up to an unreleased album that she wrote. You know, if you guys remember correctly, she wrote an entire album. Then, when with the success of Havana, she scrapped the entire thing um, and decided. Except for uh, crying in the club, right? No, it was scrapped. Oh, really? Yes. Um, didn't know that. Interesting. And um, she, using the sound of Havana, she wrote an entirely new first album. So really, she, she this is the third album that she's written. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and obviously, this this album kind of comes out in the wake of. The her infamous relationship with collaborator Sean Mendes and, and the Trump era and the Trump era, yes, of course, and um, it's important to note that this this collaboration and the relationship seem to become public knowledge at the same time, which has led many to believe that it is a contrived relationship and one that is just for publicity. But I think with the release of this album and whoa, 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 slow down. A contrived relationship. Explain. No. So I think with the release of this album, it's a lot clearer that it's not contrived. You can tell through the songwriting and the emotion that she puts into singing her songs that um, it just seems to be very true. The album is very autobiographical. It gives you an insight into how she's feeling, and it's very relatable in terms of the beginning of a relationship, the kind of, you know, butterflies that you get in your stomach and the feelings that you have, the intense feelings that you have at the start of a relationship. I think she does a really great job of painting that picture well. Um, so, my favorites from the album were Shameless, Should Have Said It, This Love, and First Man. I know I like the tearjerkers. I was a big fan of Liar. Oh, Ari was a big fan of Liar. I think Liar was probably the song with the with the most memorable hook. I like I like the trumpet section at the end of Liar. But I think no doubt. I think there's two ways to break up this album, um, which is just sonically and lyrically. So sonically, the album I thought was consistent throughout. It seems to be that that Camila is a very big fan of strings and 808 drums. You can tell that kind of that that and obviously she adds like that Latin flair into her pop, her pop R and B, and kind of put and that I like how she's she's fully embracing that that is her sound at this point. But I, I will say a problem I noticed with a lot of Camila's songs is that she so knows her niche in songwriting in the verses that when it comes to the chorus, the chorus is weak because it doesn't add anything new to the song. It doesn't build to anything. She's already there. Okay. Cup's already full. It's bound to overflow. So I think maybe lyrically, you're right. I think sonically, 
I think sonically you're like I think you're right that she doesn't do a great job. She is her she do she does write her own songs or co-write she co-writes her own songs, and um, I think that that's why everything is so everything you can tell is very sincere when she sings it. But I do think that that part of pop music in this day and age a, a huge part of what makes pop music successful is being autobiographical and that's just that's just been a thing you know since taylor swift you have ariana grande writing an, writing an entire album in a in like a three month span about all the trauma that she's been through and having that be one of the most successful albums of the year i think the second most successful album of the year if not the first um and you have you know taylor swift every album that she's written but lover especially because you know this is kind of in light of her being a lot more private in her relationship so hearing her explain her relationship and and in, instead of through through tabloid articles through her songwriting is definitely something that i think makes it feel a lot more special between her and her fans and i think that um this camila album is in that same vein where what makes pop music so so impressive now is when you can make something that's about your life that is so sincere that you can also make just sound fun and good and and relatable and that people want to blast on their speakers i think the days are over when people want to listen to huge party songs that mean nothing i think we've we've all heard it already which is probably why i'm gonna have to disagree with you on that okay do you have any any evidence, any yeah. evidence yeah i think there's been a further divide between pop music and party songs. You know, I, I think in 2008 and earlier, I think they were like two in the same. So a Lady Gaga song talked about nothing, but was more, had the structure more of a song than of just like a fun, like, you know, kind of party rager kind of song. Whereas I think now there's like clear, like pop dance music, not just like EDM, like actual, like, Pop, which is dance music, so chain smokers, for example, and then that 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 has become more distinct than another thing like Taylor Swift, which is in the opposite direction. They've so you're saying that the divide, okay? I think they've diverged from, you know, you take Lady Gaga's like interesting sounds and you take her mediocre lyrics and then you just kind of like split them into two categories and you have like each thing like get better at what it's doing. So the lyrics become good, but the sounds become standard. And the sounds become good, but the lyrics become terrible. Okay, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think, like, while we're saying within the lane of pop music, I think the way it's evolved, especially now with the emergence of hip-hop being the new, like, club bangers, you know, and it being no longer pop music, that pop music tends to be getting more autobiographical and more personal. You see that with... You see that that's, that's probably the reason why Selena Gomez had a very good comeback, um, because she wrote a song that was A, relatable, but B, autobiographical, whereas somebody like um, Kesha did not have such an impressive comeback, where her song, I, I thought it was a great song, but in terms of, you know, success and charting and sales, you know, I guess other people didn't feel that way. Um, and I think that it's just, it, that's just how pop music is, is changing now, and and I'm not mad. It makes the song sound more sincere than, you know, Party Rock Anthem or Sexy and I Know It, if you feel my vibe. But, okay, back to this album. I think that this album was a strong piece of work for a sophomore album. And before everyone comes at me, I'll explain to you what I mean. Lyrically, she shows a lot of growth between her debut and this album. 
and sonically i think she's found her lane but i feel like both sonically and lyrically there's still more work to be done so there are some times where i feel like almost as if she's written a perfect verse except for like one line where i'll be like hmm, maybe she just couldn't think of like a good rhyme or something like that like something that could have been an easy fix but i felt like it wasn't done but i don't feel like that necessarily detracts from the song or from the experience of the album but it does make me feel like there's room for her to grow which is a good thing with the sophomore album that there's still room for her to grow this will not be her peak um this will not be her most treasured album by her fans if we're being completely honest you know the reason why her initial album did so well was because havana did well and i don't think she's ever really i mean i hate to say this i don't think she's ever going to have a hit like she did then you know that song was the biggest song for like literally two years straight i don't think she or a year and a half she's never going to have a hit as big as she had then but i don't necessarily think that that means that because her first album was the best selling that it's going to be the best i actually think you know it's probably not gonna be the best because she has a lot of room to grow um melodically also i felt like all the verses were building up to something as ari said but once you get to the chorus it kind of was it kind of just felt lackluster i think the perfect example of that is liar it builds up to this huge pop chorus and then the chorus is just kind of i feel like i've heard it before it's very familiar to me but you know it's in the verses it's in like the little trumpet breakdown that she really makes it her own but i i just want to reiterate that i think that this is a good thing because it shows that that there's more that she can that there's more that she can improve on and more that she can grow from and as long as her next album tops this album i think this album is a very solid album i will say it was that in most pop albums it's very easy for me to pick out a song from here pick out a song from there to add to my let's say daily playlist and have it be its standalone work along with the album like meaning the album is an experience for me and individual songs are experiences for me and i think that that's true with maybe one song and that's probably shameless i think shameless does tells an entire story in the song melodically and lyrically however i don't think that there were other songs that i could just pluck out and put on my playlist and just listen to on shuffle i think that the album is something that's meant to be listened to um all through in order cohesively um which also again it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just that you know i i didn't think that this album was full of bops i thought this album was something that was meant to be more of an emotional autobiographical experience rather than something that was just going to have a bunch of pop hooks but what i want to see from her in the future is both things i want to see an album that is thorough and comprehensive and autobiographical but also has those elements that i can just pluck out a song and play it at a night out or i could pluck out a song for when i'm feeling sad or this or that it's not that i have to listen to the album completely in order to understand the entirety of the story so i think that's what i'm looking forward to in the future um but at the end of the day i think that this is just this is was a it, it's a great start to um 2020 i think she can do better and i think she will do better and i also think that she's continuing the trend i don't think she's being a copycat i want to make that clear but i do think that she's continuing the trend of having autobiographical music lead in pop music which again is 
is evident through um, Thank You Next being a success, through Lover being a success, through SG2, the lead singles from SG2 being a success. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that other, I think that other major artists, other major pop artists um, that are kind of wavering right now should get on this wave even if it's difficult should get on this wave of writing songs that are just plainly personal i will say that i do have to say however i think the big difference between camila and ariana they're both streaming giants they're both they both are very similar yeah and they both had a rocky a, start no not a rocky at start at all i think they both previous fame previous fame that's a good way to put it like with ariana obviously like she had a platform and camila had a platform um i think the distinction is that ariana will just be like i broke up with my boyfriend but like camila will say it metaphorically and it's like the difference between moody between me being moody and like talking to your friends that's like the key distinction and i feel like listening to these two albums in conjunction is just like it's it's like two sides of the same coin like i think it's very similar it's just in the delivery that it's different and that's something that is just very interesting to look at you know because it's easy to just say like it's easy to just say that some songs are written because of people whatever this and that but like at the end of the day the songwriting is different and i think that that's what's compelling to be a fan of either one of them like one over the other and that's all that's where we'll end it for today Yep, that's where we'll end it for today. Thank you guys for listening. Let me know what you want to, what you want for me to either react to or review next. You can email me at neilgoldstein at gmail.com. That's N-I-E-L-G-O-L-D-S-T-E-I-N at gmail.com. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day.